Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back with your host, Max McGuire. Welcome back to the podcast. Lots of uh, interesting stuff to get through. Our call number 888-441-1121 if you want to call in and comment. I want to put this up. This is a, uh, give me one second to uh, to set it all up. Um, all right, go ahead. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is one of the ballots from Maricopa County. And, and this is why it's so important not just to get the um, not just to get the the ballot images like what we see in Georgia, but actually to get the in-person ballots as well, because <laughs> this is what the ballot, at least one ballot from Maricopa County looked like. There was a bleed. There was a bleed in the ink. Now, this is something that was a big problem in Nevada, which I must say the fact checkers have said there's no problem here. When you give people Sharpies, things bleed through and things could potentially have been misread as as a different vote or it can be put into adjudication and then the adjudicator gets to decide what vote is right should they even have that authority probably not but it, it opens up a lot of questions it opens up a lot of questions uh uh this whole this whole problem so th- that's something that's come out from the audit that is particularly interesting and should and should be probably the final nail in the coffin for using things like Sharpies on ballots. But I want to get back into this because this is a real investigation that, that the House Oversight Committee has um, opened up. They have subpoena power. And as I said, they also have the power to refer cyber ninjas for prosecution if they don't like what they're doing. The only reason they're doing this is to try and get ahead of the audit results which to my knowledge are not being released today. Some people in the comment section said they're being released today. I do not believe they're releasing the audits until that third recount in Maricopa County is completed because they need to know whether the the mismatched count is correct or not. Um, So to my knowledge, they're not releasing the full report today, but they are testifying at the state Senate about broader um, topics uh, of concern and things that they, that they had to deal with during the audit. But let's go back to my screen because this is specifically what the House Oversight Committee, led by Carolyn Maloney, but make no mistake, ordered to do this by Nancy Pelosi. The House Oversight Committee does not act without Nancy Pelosi's go-ahead. This is what they're asking for from Cyber Ninjas. Due by July 28th, so 13 days away. Documents sufficient to show all individuals and entities with direct or indirect ownership interests in Cyber Ninjas. So they want to know who owns it. Documents to show all previous clients that Cyber Ninjas has provided consulting services to. 
all documents and communications related to the engagement of cyber ninjas for Maricopa County audit, including but not limited to the purpose of the engagement, the scope of work, the role of the company, and the role of other individuals or entities. All documents and communications related to payment or funding for the audit. All documents and communications related to conducting the Maricopa County audit, including but not limited to do policies, procedures, audit plans, strategy, staffing, and personnel, security integrity problems that arose during the audit, and any interim or final audit findings. So before it has been released to the public, House Democrats want to get it first. Again, the only reason they would ask for that is to get ahead of damaging information, to try and discredit it, and to know what's coming at them. So they are using their subpoena power, having benefited from the alleged fraud. They are using their subpoena power to undermine the efforts to uncover the fraud so that they can get advanced warning and they can craft their talking points to discredit not just Cyber Ninjas, not just the report, but everyone who has financed them, everyone who has an ownership interest, everyone who has previously hired them. This is what the Democrats do. They, they see what they see their target and they get to work destroying them in totality, right? The Democrats, if the Democrats have their way, anyone who's ever been involved with cyber ninjas, they won't be allowed to be on social media. They won't be allowed to open bank accounts. They'll probably get added to the no fly list at this, at this rate. No, this is a big deal. They are trying, they are literally interfering in a legal and constitutional state audit. To be specific, the house Government Oversight Committee is interfering in a county-level audit. Just think about that for a second. The House of Representatives Oversight Committee. Oversight Committee is probably, um, if not not the most powerful committee in Congress, but probably the second. I'd say the Rules Committee is probably the first, the most powerful, but the second most powerful because they're allowed to investigate anything that any other committee is allowed to investigate. So they're, they're kind of like, if, if you play chess, they're like the queen on the chessboard. They can move in all different directions, no rules. The House Oversight Committee has decided it is in the best use of, of American taxpayers and ta tax dollars and their time to investigate and audit into a county level result. Again, they, they doth protest too much, methinks. So they want everything, including interim and final audit findings. They want all, but this is, this is what really gets me. They want all documents and communications related to following accusations, allegations that have reportedly been considered by you and your company in connection with the 2020 presidential elections. They want every document related to bamboo-laced ballots smuggled in from Asian countries. They want every document related to watermarks placed on the ballot by the Trump campaign. I, I don't think it would be Trump campaign. It would have been the government, but whatever. They're, they want everything about machine-marked ballots. So they want everything they've found or they've discussed about ballots that have been marked by a machine, not by a human being. They want any evidence or documentation related to errors designed to create fraud in Dominion Voting Systems equipment. And they want all documentation regarding the involvement of current and former members of the Central Intelligence Agency in disinformation around the election audit. That's a very specific list of demands. I mean, they ask for everything. So with everything, they're supposed to get everything. But this is a very specific list of demands. They want to know whether they've caught them. Now, I mean, think about this. It's a county-level audit. And you now have the second most powerful committee 
in the House of Representatives asking for all documentation they have on bamboo fibers in the ballots used in Maricopa County. They're afraid. They're afraid. Anyone ever, anyone ever see, uh, see Starship Troopers? That movie, it's, a really, it's not a very good movie, but it's like a cult, a cult classic. We can take down my screen. Starship Troopers, um, cult classic. In the movie, Neil, a young Neil Patrick Harris is like a, a psychic soldier in their army. And he goes up and he touches the alien. And he pauses and he said, it's afraid. That's what this is. Get Neil Patrick Harrison. Get him to t- rub Nancy Pelosi's forehead. And say, she's afraid. This is what fear looks like. We talked about Joe Biden, him, f- him going to Pennsylvania and shouting from the podium that anyone who thinks there was fraud is an enemy to the country, an enemy to the Constitution, worse than slave-owning Confederates. That was what it looks like when the president's afraid. This is what it looks like when congressional Democrats are afraid. Straight out of Starship Troopers, it's afraid. You don't act like this if you're confident that the election results are going to, that the audit results are going to confirm that Joe Biden won legitimately. Listen, the audit's over. They're just running this recount. They're running this recount just to, to double check to make sure that the discrepancy in the vote, total vote count is real and wasn't just an error. They're, they're crossing their T's and diamond rise. This audit will be released in the coming days. It would be one thing if the House Oversight Committee, it'd be one thing if the House Oversight Committee said, hey, Cyber Ninjas, you released this report publicly. We read it. We have questions about your report. We would like you to testify publicly. That would be one thing, right? But they're not doing that. They're saying, give us everything before you release the report, the findings, so we can get a head start on it. Again, you don't do this if you are confident. This is not what it looks like. You do not expect to see this from a political party that won the presidency with the most votes ever, won control of both chambers of Congress, albeit by the skin of their teeth. You don't, this is not what you expect to see. It's unbecoming. It's unbecoming of a political party that claims they have a mandate, claims they have a mandate to to pass a $4.1 trillion spending bill. Oh no, we have a mandate. American people want this. Meanwhile, Arizona is investigating one county and they're flipping out. Why? Because if the truth comes out in Arizona, in not even just forget about that. If the dam breaks in Arizona and it is revealed that there was sufficient fraud, to quote the fact checkers at Twitter, if there was widespread fraud, if that dam breaks, they're done. I mean, if that dam breaks, you're going to see all these other states start to start to conduct these audits. There was a segment on Rachel Maddow's show where she was making fun of Republicans in Oklahoma. Donald Trump won every single county in Oklahoma. I think there's 74 counties. Donald Trump won them all. He won hands down. Oklahoma is talking about doing their own forensic audit of the election results just to put aside any questions. That's legitimate. That's what you want to see from your elected official. You want to see someone who wants to instill confidence in the voters. But Rachel Maddow laughed at them. She laughed at them. Why? Because that is probably one of the most dangerous developments to their whole narrative. The minute Republicans start auditing Republican states that Donald Trump won by over 30 points, that kind of undermines the narrative that they're only trying to reverse the 2020 election. 
So yeah, Rachel Maddow made fun of made made fun of Oklahoma during a whole segment. You don't dedicate time of your on air to making fun of Oklahomans. Oklahomans is is that I, I think so. I'm in Texas. We don't we don't think too much about Oklahoma, but I think that's anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. You you don't dedicate time on your show to talking about Oklahoma if you're not scared. If you're not scared. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. They want some more. They want all documents and communications related to formal or informal complaints related to the audit received by Cyber Ninja from any source, including but not limited to federal, state, or county election officials, Cyber Ninja's employees, or other individuals. So basically everyone and their mother who emailed in saying, we don't like what you're doing. They want all of those emails so they can be put into the public record. All institutions, directions, training materials, and guidance, Cyber Ninjas, employees, consultants, agents, volunteers, or representatives receive relating to the Maricopa County audit. This is where you get into kind of corporate secrets. And I I said, I I don't usually buy the whole corporate secret argument, especially when it comes to non-compete agreements, but they want to know the process by which Cyber Ninjas conducted the audit because it isn't good enough to just discredit the audit. They want to stop any audit from ever taking place like this again. So let's just put the hypothetical hat on just so we don't get banned. Don't want to get banned. If there was fraud in Arizona and if cyber ninjas developed a method for uncovering the fraud, the last person you would want to give that methodology to is the political or people in the political party who benefited from the fraud. Zoe, tell me how you found the fraud so that we can make sure you don't find it again. I mean, no, (laughs) you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't let them know the methodology. You can't let them know what spectrum of, of light, of black light, of UV light you used to find certain discrepancies. You can't tell them how, how accurate or, or how many megapixels were in the cameras that you used to photograph different fibers. You can't tell them that because the minute you tell them that they're just going to rework their scheme and come up with a way to steal it that won't get caught up in that dragnet. You can't do it, but that's the only reason they want that. They want that to make sure that it can never be used again. And then they also, for the period between November 6th and the present, all communications involving you and any cyber ninjas, employees, consultant agents, volunteers, or representatives with Donald Trump, any Trump administration official, any formal or informal representative of President Trump's presidential campaign, legal team, or political action committee, any representative of Voices and Votes, Fight Back, America Project, or any other funder of the Maricopa County Audit, Rudy Giuliani or any of his agents, representatives, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Patrick Byrne, Michael Flynn, or Michael Lindell. So a lot of this they don't have the right to. Donald Trump, through his attorneys, was engaged in a number of legal legal fights where he was challenging certain election results. The communications between his attorneys and prospective uh, potential experts that they would have called in to testify is privileged. I mean, you, you can't just subpoena the lawyer for the other presidential candidate and say, I want to know exactly what you were talking about after the election. You can't do that. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. He has the right to, to have lawsuits and he has the right to confidentiality between him and his attorney to a certain extent, obviously, he can't be breaking any laws, but he has the right to confidentiality as, as he was building that legal case. They have no right to any of this. Uh, 
They have no right to any of this. But they claim that they do. They claim that they do, and, and this is it right here. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. They claim that they do because the Committee on Oversight and Reform is the principal oversight committee of the House of Representatives, and they claim has broad authority to investigate, quote, any matter at, quote, any time under House Rule X. House Rule X does not give you the authority to go after private individuals. I mean, the fact that they are pointing to House Rule X, uh, we have the authority, we have the authority to look into Donald Trump's lawyer's emails. No, you don't. We have the authority to to talk to any to know what any volunteer said to email to any political uh, action committee. No, you don't. Freedom of speech still exists, right? You have volunteers, the volunteers of the audit, they, they want to slam slander them. They want to claim that the audit was conducted in a way that was partisan. So they want nothing more than to be able to go through all those volunteers, go through their email and find the emails that they sent to the Trump campaign or some PAC, right? Maybe they found Rudy Giuliani's email. Remember the email he was giving out for them to send in uh, allegations of fraud. Maybe they, they want to get that. They, they want to do whatever they can to discredit this thing. And again, I'll say it again. I feel like I'm a broken record, but I will say it again. This is not what an innocent person looks like. This is not what you expect to see from an innocent party. And I get that, right? I, I get that, that you, 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 there's no such thing as a prove, prove you're innocent. You can't do it, right? It, it's very, very hard to prove innocent. People are, are innocent until proven guilty. But this raises so many red flags, it's not even funny. And it's not because the, the future of our country is what's at stake here. But we have a congressional committee now interfering with an election audit and they want the results before the people get the results so that they can scrutinize it, so they can put together their talking points, so they can defend the party. This is as big of an abuse of power as we have ever seen in Congress. We have never seen one political party in power weaponize that power to go after election integrity efforts trying to figure out whether their, their win was legitimate or not. The old saying is that sunlight is the best disinfectant. So let the audit go. Let the audit, let the audit go, go its course. Let the auditors release their findings. And afterwards, bring them in to testify and cross-examine them. Ask them questions. Pick holes in it if you want. Go for it. But the idea that this company performing an audit we said this about we said this about Dominion, right? Dominion, obviously, Dominion Voting Systems, they are a private company. But when they are contracted by a state or by a county to perform a government function, that is the administration of an election, they are what is known as a quasi-public entity. Yes, they are privately held, but they are performing a public good. So the same private company rights and privileges do not apply when you are performing a public good. The reverse is true, right? Government cannot force a private company like Twitter to ban people. They can't do that and then say, oh, well, we didn't do it. They did. No, they're acti acting as a state entity. The same is true when Dominion or any other company runs an election. They are a state entity at that point. They are privately held, but they are performing an official government function. The same is true with Cyber Ninjas. The minute Cyber Ninjas was hired... To, to do what the state Senate was unable to do on its own. They are contracted. They are our contractor. 
the minute that happened, they became that quasi-public entity. They're performing a public good. The state Senate has the power to audit, but they do not have the expertise. So they brought the expertise in. What you are seeing from the House Oversight Committee, they might as well be subpoenaing the state legislature. When I talk about constitutional crisis, we haven't seen that because they don't have the authority to. That's the beauty of our constitutional system. When you get to the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, you start talking about anything that is not expressly, uh, any power that is not expressly given to the federal government is reserved for the states. The founders tried to create a system where you wouldn't have state legislatures going up against Congress fighting each other. We've, we've not, we haven't seen it, at least, and I haven't seen it. You have to go way back to find a situation where Congress was actually going after a state like this. I, I cannot think of an example where Congress started investigating a county audit. I, I cannot think about it. I, I, cannot, I cannot come up with another example of that. It is uncharted territory. And you know that they're doing it for the worst possible reasons. They're not doing it because they're interested to know. They're not doing it because they want the American public to know the truth. They're not doing it to because they're, they're, they're hopeful that Joe Biden's win will be uh, made more legitimate. They're doing it because they are terrified that this will pull the plug on their whole operation. So in a last ditch effort, they're doing everything in their power to stop it, to undermine it, to discredit it. They're going after everyone involved. That's what that letter says. It hasn't reached, it hasn't reached subpoenas yet, but that's next. Subpoenas will be next. That letter is an attempt to destroy everything and everyone involved in the audit in Arizona. Innocent people don't do that. Innocent political parties don't do that. It stinks. Stinks to high heaven. What doesn't stink is a sponsor of our podcast, Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network protects you your family, your loved ones, should any of you ever suffer a uh, medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's one of those things none of us think about. We don't think about the possibility of ever needing to get on a helicopter, be flown to a hospital when our life hangs in the balance. We don't think about it. And usually we're also not thinking about money, right? The most, the biggest concern, make sure that whoever has to go to the hospital, make sure they're safe. But I'll tell you, once all the procedures are done, the bills do pile up. And the cost for to be helicoptered into a hospital stunningly high, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. We had someone message in a couple weeks ago, $56,000 for a short five to 10 minute helicopter ride. Insurance isn't gonna cover it. So don't leave it to chance. Get covered with Airmaid Care Network. You'll pay $85 and I'll cover your entire household for one year. It works out to be less if you're a senior citizen, though at that point, I'm pretty sure it's just you and your spouse. But if you wanna cover an entire household, it also is less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider, you will not pay a cent for that flight. AMCM providers flew over 100,000 patients last year. So don't leave it up to chance. Go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And as a bonus, when you use the promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, free money. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to 50 dollars back. So really crazy stuff going on. Um, and and, and we, we talk about the semi-public entity, 
we talk about what happens when organizations are are compelled to take action against someone by a government entity. This is the latest from the Biden White House press secretary, the circle back girl, Jen Psaki, admitted today, she said, quote, we are in regular touch with social media platforms about COVID-19 related misinformation, she said. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Let me say that again, because this is the biggest admission we've probably ever heard coming from the spokesperson, spokeswoman, don't want to misgender, spokeswoman, admitting that the Biden White House is targeting individuals and organizations to have their posts censored or deleted because they don't like what they're posting. And they're admitting that they're they're giving this to Facebook and presumably that Facebook is taking action on it. This, this is flagrant. Yeah, Zach, uh, Dr. Shiva's lawsuit. Yes, yes, that is exactly... It, though I think him, he, his is dealing with a state, uh, state of Massachusetts. But yes, the same deal. Government cannot censor you if you want to go out there and scream from the top at the top of your lungs that COVID nineteen doesn't actually exist. For all the censors, we are not saying this. This is the hypothetical. But if you want to go out there and scream, COVID nineteen doesn't exist. The government has no power to come in, swoop in, and punish you for it. They have no power. They have no power whatsoever. Well, the Biden administration is claiming that they have that power. Just yesterday, there was a woman arrested, a woman arrested for doing what we actually put out there. We didn't tell you to do it, but we told you where you could find the blank COVID-19 vaccination cards. And as we mentioned, and as the DOJ even admitted at the time, they did, they do not have a legal leg to stand on. If you want to take a a little card and write down on it, I'm vaccinated. You can go around, you show that card to whoever the hell you want. And as we covered at the time, the the the, the kind of argument they were making was misuse of an official government um, logo. So if you, if you put the CDC's logo on a falsified document, that was the crime. They were really grasping at straws to try and understand what would be illegal about falsifying your own COVID-19 vaccination card. Well, yesterday, the DOJ arrested the first person. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. The first person is Julie A. Mazzi of Napa, California. She is charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of false statements related to health care matters. What is that? False statements? I'm going to copy this. I'm going to see if I can find the, the actual statute. False statements related to health care matters. It's, it's not that she was doing like non-FDA approved stuff. Um, all right, we, we got it. Here, here's, the, here's the section. I'll put it up on the screen too. I'm curious about this. Um, oh, no, that's not, that's not it. Uh, this one might be it. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, here we go. Okay. The... 18 U.S.C. section 1035A2. Anyone who, in a manner involving a healthcare benefit program, knowingly and willfully makes a material false, fictitious, or fraudulent statement in connection with the delivery of or payment for healthcare benefits, items, or services, shall be guilty of a crime. So this is <laughs> this is a little terrifying. 
because yeah she 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 sold something as a potential cure for covid-19 that probably isn't a potential cure for covid-19 but there are hospitals that were doing the same thing in the lead up to in the early days of the pandemic throwing the kitchen sink at people hoping that it would fix them this is where i i don't think we've ever seen this before where the fact checking the oh that's false that's false and remember so many of the false claims about covid 19 as the fact checkers claimed ended up being true so that's interesting but this is the first time i think we've ever seen the federal government make the claim that they can just prosecute you for getting it wrong like i mean imagine Imagine if they went after me for saying that, yeah, it looks like based on recent studies, ivermectin might be something that could help you if, you, if you're COVID positive. Imagine them coming after me and arresting me for a false statement related to healthcare matters. I mean, this is insanity. This is, a, this is a complete insanity. So here we go. The defendant allegedly defrauded and endangered the public by preying on fears and spreading misinformation about FDA authorized vaccination. So if you're a doctor and you tell your patients, hey, you know what, I don't, I don't really like this vaccine. That's apparently criminal now, while also peddling fake treatments that put people's lives at risk. Even worse, the defendant allegedly created counterfeit COVID-19 vaccination cards and instructed her customers to falsely mark that they had received a vaccine, allowing them to circumvent efforts to contain the spread of the disease. But that's not criminal. Like the, the, the crime that they're charged with is not falsifying a document. The crime that she's being charged with is false statements related to a healthcare matter. So they are taking the no dissent allowed that we've seen over the last year on social media, and now they're applying it to the criminal space. Steering through the challenges presented by COVID-19 requires trust and reliance on our medical professionals to vo- provide sage information and guidance. According to the complaint, instead of disseminating valid remedies and information, Julie Mazi profited from unlawfully peddling unapproved remedies, stirring up false fears, generating fake, fake proof of vaccinations. We will act to protect trust in the medical developments that are enabling us to emerge from the problems presented by the pandemic. So yeah, if she was selling snake oil, then yeah, she deserves to go away for snake oil. But the charge for that is not a false statement for a health matter. The charge for that is you'd have to look at the FDA regulations, right? Uh, making false claims about an unapproved FDA substance. I'm sure that's a statute. We've seen plenty of people go down for that. No, the crime they're using is making false statements about a healthcare matter because they want to make it clear it's not enough just to take down their website, which happened to the, remember those doctors in front of the Supreme Court? It's not enough to get them fired from their job. It's not enough to get them banned from social media. Now they want them to be prosecuted. Science is always evolving. Why would anyone engage in scientific discovery if they have two doors in front of them and one of the door potentially leads to prison time? Not for hurting anyone, just for getting it wrong. Or recommending something that goes against what the fact checkers want. No, who would, who would want to work like that? Just like cops, who would want to work in a police department where you, the mayor's office doesn't have your back. Who would want to work as a doctor when the when HHS and FBI don't have your back? Like, who would want to do that? No one. 
And speaking of cops, it's for that reason that in Chicago now, gang members outnumber police officers nine to one. That's how many resignations and retirements the Chicago PD has seen in the past year. Gang members outnumber police officers nine to one. So this is this is kind of scary. They're they're putting a lot into this that isn't criminal, but they're trying to basically drag her name through the mud. Um, but yeah, they are saying that now making a false statement related to a health matter is a crime. It'll be interesting to see how that how that shapes up. But let me know what you think. 888-441-1121 is our number. So there we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. We got Cuba. I mean, we haven't even had a chance really to talk about Cuba a whole lot. That is so depressing. I mean, they're, they're, they are taking to the streets and they are begging for the United States to help them. Instead, we have a president unwilling to even condemn communism. Jen Psaki was asked yesterday if Joe Biden is going to condemn communism. And her response was not at this time. Let that sink in. Let it sink in that we have a president of the United States who is not comfortable with condemning communism. Look, it must hit a little bit too close to home. <laughs> but no, he won't say it. He won't say it. So they are now being arrested in the streets. They're being killed. They're being disappeared. They're begging for the United States. They're begging for our help. I'm, I'm, I'm no interventionist. I don't think we should just start dropping bombs on, on foreign countries. But I think, oh, did Jen Psaki finally admit it today that, we, that the United States doesn't support communism? Kind of shocking that it took them all 24 hours to, to get to that. If there's ever a moment for the United States to get involved in promoting peace and liberty right in our own backyard, it would to finally be to stamp out communism from the Western Hemisphere. I mean, th this is the last stand of communism, true communism. I, I guess you have socialism in, in Venezuela, but not like true communism, not like true all oh, the people who own the means of production or Karl Marx. No, this is the last stand for communism. We have a chance to stomp it out. So if there's ever a, a time for intervention, I'm not saying Bay of Pigs. I'm not saying we send ground troops in, but to do something because the people are revolting and they're expecting someone to be coming in behind them to help them. There's no one there, and they're getting slaughtered. Interestingly enough, there was a protest in Florida for Cubans, of Cubans, to like, say, Cuba Libre, Viva Cuba. They blocked a street, and the leftists, who for months have said that the law is unconstitutional, demanded that they all be prosecuted under the don't block streets if you protest, which is, listen, if they did, they should be. Just again... When they're, when they're fighting for freedom, very interesting that the left comes out and wants them wants them to uh, be prosecuted. Did you see that Black Lives Matter released a statement on Cuba? Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is Black Lives Matter's statement on what's going on with the Cuban people. Black Lives, this is, quote, Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans. Right off the bat, this is not going well. This is not what you expect to hear from a, an American organization about what's happening to Cuban people. Right off the bat, condemning the United States. Wrong country, but let's see how it goes. And urges it to immediately lift its economic embargo. So, okay, they want us to 
give some lifeblood back into the communist regime. Don't let it fall under its own weight. Don't let it get taken down by the people. They want them to get a cash infusion. Okay. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' rights to choose their own government. Wow. Is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Since 1962, the United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba by cutting off food, medicine, and supplies, costing the tiny island nation an estimated $130 billion. It's interesting. Um, I do not believe that medicine falls under the embargo. I, I do not believe it does. Uh, I'd have, I have to check. I do not believe that medicine falls under the embargo, but wouldn't be the first time that Black Lives Matter played fast and loose with the facts. Without that money, they say, it is harder for Cuba to acquire medical equipment needed to develop its own COVID-19 vaccines and equipment for food production. Anyone who thinks, listen, whatever you think about the vaccine, look at Cuba. If anyone thinks Cuba is going to come up with their own vaccine for anything, come on. Come on, guys. That's not that's not a statement of, of the Cuban people, their ingenuity. It's just a statement against communism. Not a whole lot of scientists left in Cuba. Not a whole lot of experts in anything left in Cuba. It comes in spite of the country's strong medical care and history of lending doctors and nurses to disasters around the world. Uh, it's kind of hard to read this, um, but da, 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 da. respect and goodwill. The U.S. government has only instigated suffering for the country's 11 million people, of which 4 million are black and brown. That's where they're getting at. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent from, from protecting black revolutionaries like Asada Shakur. Oh, my God. Through granting her asylum. Anyone who doesn't know, she killed a cop. She killed a cop in Boston, I believe, if, if I remember correctly. And uh, she fled the country and they gave her asylum. So now, now Black Lives Matter supports Cuban communism because Cuban communism supports cop killers. Great. This is great. They, they're a 501 organization. They deserve tax breaks uh, through our asylum. To supporting black liberation struggles in Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau, and South Africa. Wow, that's a long, that's a long resume. Now we look to President Biden to end the embargo, something Barack Obama called for in 2016. This embargo is a blatant human rights violation and it must come to an end. This is, this is just so, this is off, right? I mean, the people are trying to overthrow, trying to overthrow the communist regime. And Black Lives Matter is out with, oh no, we, we love communist regime because they love black people. This is insanity. I wanted to read that to you because I didn't know if you've seen that, but it's, that's a that's a hefty dose of crazy, if I've ever seen it. A hefty, hefty dose of crazy. So yeah, so Tucker Carlson went through, I don't know if you watched this last night, we're not going to play the whole thing, but we're not going to play any of it actually, because I don't want to get taken down for copyright. But Tucker Carlson last night held an entire hour almost talking about what we talked about on Tuesday. No, Monday. So... Um, if there's ever a good reason to subscribe to the Conservative Daily Podcast, to make sure you, you subscribe to the audio versions of the podcast, all those links are in the description. Subscribe to the different places that we broadcast live. If there's ever a reason to do it, last night's Tucker Carlson broadcast should be it. It was it was good. A little little late in the game for Tucker Carlson to start talking about election fraud, but it shows that we are quite literally ahead of Tucker Carlson in our coverage. So uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you share this podcast with, with, with like-minded friends, family members, 
we want to grow the podcast. Facebook's not letting us grow it, right? DLive, I love DLive as a platform. Not, I, I, we, we might have tapped out the audience on DLive, conservative-minded who would naturally find us. We got to branch outside of, of people who are watching us now. So if you haven't already, even if you have, do it again. Send our podcast to your family, friends. Encourage them to watch. Encourage them to subscribe. Um, it, we, need, we need the help. We need to grow. So, but yeah, I, I found that a little interesting lad last night, Tucker Carlson, uh, <laughs> Tucker Carlson coming in a little, a little late, but Hey, better late than never. Never. Sure. Why not? So I don't know if you guys saw this. They're now claiming in, in the face of the audits, they're now claiming that they finally found the proof of Russian interference. Finally found it. They can't tell you where it came from. They can't tell you where it leaked from. It just it leaked out of Russia. Some journalist somewhere found it. And now there's proof of Russian collusion. There's proof of Russian interference. So it's okay if Democrats interfere in election. Not okay if Russia interferes. Not okay if Trump emails Maricopa County. It's okay if Democrats in Congress send demand letters to Maricopa County. Just want to make sure everyone understands the playing field because the rules are constantly changing. The rules are constantly changing. And again, apparently now we live in a world where get, making a false statement related to a healthcare matter is now criminal. They are criminalizing fact checks. Make no mistake. I also don't know if you saw this, the, uh, the door-to-door vaccination push that we've been covering on the show, the one that they said wasn't going to be a vaccination push. It was just going to be handing out information. No, in, in North Carolina, they're now bringing nurses and, and, and different healthcare workers with the volunteers. And they're just giving vaccines to people around the spot. <laughs> just knock on your door. Hey, you're not vaccinated. Do you want it? Yeah, maybe. Oh, we have it right now. Take it. It doesn't get farther away from informed consent than that. Showing up at someone's home unannounced, telling them to get vaccinated, and pressuring them to accept it right then and there. We we on the podcast are all about informed consent. I don't care if you get vaccinated against COVID nineteen against anything. I don't care. I really don't. We want informed consent. We want people to make the best decision for them, for their family, in consultation with their family and medical professionals. That doesn't happen when government bureaucrats knock on your door and ask if they can just stab you with a needle right then and there. It should tell you, it should tell you a lot about the current state of affairs that they believe that is necessary. I'm not quite sure what else to say about that. Also seeing reports, Tucker reported this last night, that the military is now secretly flying illegal aliens around the country. Um, we're going to be doing a pretty big expose on the $4.1 trillion spending bill that they're working on. I don't know if it's officially been publicly released. As soon as it is, I'm going to spend probably the better part of two days just pouring through it because you don't hit $4.1 trillion without a lot of pork, without a lot of really bad items. And already we are hearing that involved in that will be an amnesty provision. They will use reconciliation to get around the filibuster to pass amnesty into law with a pathway to citizenship for pretty much all illegal aliens, even illegal aliens with criminal convictions. So when that language comes down, we're going to go through it. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of episodes of the podcast that aren't going to be particularly sexy. That's what I call it. Um, no one really wakes up in the morning and says, yeah, I'm going to read some 
some budgetary documentation. I'm going to do a deep dive into the appropriations package. I, I get it. I don't even find it that that fun, but it's important work. And if they get away with this, 4.1, they laugh. I mean, Bernie Sanders says 4.1 trillion in new spending won't impact inflation. I mean, it's quite literally printing $4.1 trillion. Won't impact inflation. Don't worry. Don't worry. All the previous spending got us to where we are, but all this new spending won't. Yeah, don't buy it. Don't believe it. But yeah, we're going to be going through that. So just be prepared. I know those episodes probably get less people watching, but I implore you, please do stick around when we cover that. It is important information. It's important work. And if we don't fight back against it, if we don't stop it, if the way was sneaking their agenda items into this, we're talking Green New Deal. We're talking about pushing the Green New Deal through without needing a single Republican vote. They're pushing the envelope and they're doing everything in their power to not only increase government government spending, worsening inflation, right? But to to win, to win on their agenda items. So uh, so we're, we're going to be covering that. So make sure you tune in for that. And I promise I'll make it exciting. I promise I will not make it drab. I will not make it boring. Um, I promise. Uh, Lawman is saying, bring on Josh Kim. Josh isn't in today. We have, we have fill-in producer Shane with us today. So there's no Josh today. So Josh Cam would, would not show Josh. Uh, <laughs> so unfortunately, there's no Josh Cam today. But Josh should be back again tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. We've covered everything we want. I wanted to cover today and some. Um, I apologize. Uh, thought Joe was going to be on the podcast day. We found out right before air that he wasn't going to be on at all. So usually when I pl- when I plan out the podcast, I, I work in some time just for Joe to talk because um, there's usually a lot he wants to talk about, and that takes up takes up airtime. Um, so unfortunately, when when I learned that he's not on uh, last minute, don't always have the ability to fill in the space. But Joe should be back, hopefully, back tomorrow. We will see. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot to talk about then. Lawman wants more Josh and conspiracy. Yeah, maybe we'll do another episode of that. That was a fun episode. That, that got a lot of good feedback. So uh, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll we'll try and plan something so it's pretty polished. And then we'll come back with uh, another one of those episodes because that was fun. Well, uh, I, I rather than just ramble on for for any any longer, I think it's probably better just to, to end it here. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, I'll say it again. Make sure you subscribe to the audio version. Very, very important. That's how we prove the numbers for our advertisers. They don't care about Facebook streams. They don't care about DLive, Twitch, or Conservative-Daily. They care about audio downloads. That's a provable number that they can use to decide whether or not their advertising is worth it. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our audio podcast Apple po- available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Um, check out all the links in the description. I mean, we also have a link to donate if you want to donate directly to us to help our efforts. That link is there. The, the best way to donate is to just participate in the Facts Blast. You donate and you actually affect change. Um, so if you haven't already, subscribe to our email newsletter. Link is in the description. And then participate in our daily Facts Blast. Um, that, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand and fight together.